morning. You there? Morning. No, yeah. Yes, I am. You got headphones in? Yes, I am. How be you, Nathaniel? I am procrastinating. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I've been doing a lot of that as well. Do you want to get started, Ben? Yeah, I can do. Alright, Nate, what did you learn this week? What did I learn this week? I have learned that it's actually on IMDb today. It's actually a, uh, there are a lot of well-known and actually quite good actors who have been born today. Oh. So you've learned that lots of well-known actors were born on the 29th of April. Yes. Fair enough. Alright. Um, what have I learned this week? I learned that alcohol is far more dangerous and causes far more harm to. Uh, the, the, like, the person who takes it, uh, the person who drinks alcohol, and those around them, than quite a lot of illegal drugs. Mm-hmm. Which is... It's quite funny that you're saying that. Mm-hmm. Are you drinking some alcohol? I'm drinking some alcohol at the moment. You're a very smart boy, aren't you? Mm-hmm. No, no, it's fine. I think it generally means, you know, getting... In excess. Yes. In excess. In excess. And I, well, no, but is that... I, I assume that's the case because alcohol is more freely available. Yeah. So than if they were as freely available, um, alcohol wouldn't be as bad in that sense. Possibly. Um, but I don't know exactly like, how, how well that would work. Because, I mean, if the other drugs were more freely available, yes, you'd have a wider uh, data range and you could get, get better figures. But... Yeah. There's still quite a lot of people who take illegal drugs. Yeah, like but not. The, there was there was a guy I don't remember his name. Um, I, I don't remember his name, uh, but he he was on like the the independent council for like how to deal with drugs, and he published yeah. like a, a public statement saying that um, ecstasy is yep. no more harmful than riding a horse. Yeah, but riding a horse can be incredibly harmful. Are you like tapping your mic repeatedly? Um, I, I have been moved. I've, I've been moving it, and now I have stopped moving. Okay, because I've been hearing it, and uh, I need to decide whether I'm going to edit it out. But it's fine. Um, anyway, so <laughs> let's let's move on to our actual topics instead of just talking. I mean, drugs and alcohol is a pretty interesting topic. Yeah, I could do an interesting. Topic. But no, I feel like it's for me to start now. I think yeah, go. It's my turn to start. Um, right. So, I'm starting with, I'm going to explain why I'm vegetarian. So, okay, okay. You, you, you obviously know why okay. I'm vegetarian, you also knew that I am vegetarian, which a few listeners, dear listeners, as you would come to okay. call them, um, may not know that I am vegetarian. Not pescatarian, not vegan, vegetarian. I don't eat fish, but I do eat cheese and eggs. Mmm, gotta love that cheese and eggs. Yeah, anyway, well, you wouldn't be able to function without quiche, would you? I would actually cry if the concept of quiche was removed from my diet. I, I just, I don't know how I would function as a human being. Mm-hmm. It would it would tear up my soul. Anyway. Yeah, it would not be good. <laughs> anyway, so, uh, I am a vegetarian. I've been vegetarian for maybe over two years now. Yeah. Um, and I'm not vegetarian for the animal rights aspect, although that's a perfectly fine aspect to be a vegetarian for. Um, I do know that my sister, she is far more for that. 
than I am. Uh, I tend to see the animal rights as a added bonus to be able to sit on the moral high ground kind of thing. You can hear some clutter. I'm trying to reorganize my desk slightly. I can hear that. Yeah. Hopefully this should get rid of some of the interference that I get. To, I tend to have a lot. Um, also, now I'm just getting a weird buzzing noise. That's very strange. Anyway. But yeah. Okay, the buzzing noise is back. And it's, okay, I'll just put back the thing. I have to put things exactly the way they were earlier because the buzzing noise is being annoying. Anyway, that distraction over. I'll just cut that out. Um, but yeah, so I'm vegetarian, not for the ethical, moral reasons, even though those are a nice added bonus. And I... I mean, I haven't eaten meat in a long time, but I think I used to enjoy the taste of some meats, not all. Bacon is not the glory that people seem to believe it is. But mm-hmm. I I am a vegetarian for the main reason of it is more environmentally and economically stable in terms of like, literally just thermodynamics. Like, if you use some amount of energy to grow from the sun or whatever, fertilizer, whatever, you, you energy required to grow one field full of grass which could be used the same energy whatever for wheat or any other kind of like you know um, harvest you know um, crops that's the word I'm looking for yeah um, if you use that amount of energy and you then put it in a cow and then eat the cow you're losing so much energy by doing that yeah. I don't even think it's like one in ten it's like less than one in ten kind of the amount of energy that makes it through so, in terms of like efficiency and environmental and economical state, um, stability, it's far better to use uh, to eat uh, vegetables and crops grown than to eat animals. Yeah. Do you, Do you have any questions slash statements slash devil's well, advocate well, you want to play? Well, kind of, kind of, um, kind of a statement of you are complete and absolute hipster. Thank you very much. Oh, I, I don't need to meet the thermodynamic and the wasted energy in oh, which shut case. Up, I'm not a hipster. Anyway, um. But there, just one thing I was going to bring up about vegetarianism. Um, I'm not entirely sure. I think there's been some studies which have said that vegetarianism can cause, um, growth difficulties in children, like pubescent yeah. and then puberty children. Um, hmm. which. I don't know if they are, they've been maybe validated or if they're true or they've got good evidence. Uh, but it does, it like, it kind of feels like it sh- maybe should be that way. It feels like... like the way it should be a choice for adults. Yeah, so like I, I became vegetarian when I was 16 and I feel like that was a decent age to become vegetarian. I think if you're younger, I don't know if there's any evidence to suggest that actually eating meat helps you grow or like the energy in meat is better, or the calories, sorry, in meat, or the nutrients, that's the better word for it, in um, meat and meat products is better for growth than just vegetables, well, but I don't well, know. The thing is, there's, there's more there's more issues with children's diet than vegetarianism at the moment. Yes, yes, oh, in the western right. modern world, vegetarian, uh, vegetarian um, the consumption of, uh, the lack of consumption of meat is definitely not an issue. Mm-hmm. And it's more the overconsumption of fatty and sugary things. Yeah. So, yeah, it's, I'd say if I'm going to play devil's advocate, mm-hmm. I like I am a carnivore. Mm-hmm. I'm not an omnivore, I'm a carnivore. Um, and I do eat a lot of meat. Um, 
uh, and I do kind of see where you come from in terms of the firmware dynamics of it, and also the kind of water usage. Because in, as a resource, as a resource going forward, water is going to become a very precious resource because we're going to lose. Like mm. fresh water is going to become less and less yeah, available. We've got to figure out a way to turn lots of seawater into fresh water. Yeah. So in an efficient and, manner. Yeah, but it's not in a very efficient. Process, I mean, you could just boil it, but... That takes a lot of energy. You have to heat it all up, you have to boil it, you have to put it through a bunch of tubes that uh, make sure it gets rid of all the salt and all the other crap. Yeah, yeah, they're, they're, yeah. there's no kind of large... There's no kind of large scale, a large industrial scale, which is kind of efficient enough um, to be able to do that at the moment. And kind of, there are in other parts of the world that aren't like Wales, that are well known for all your rain. Um, well, really just kind of any kind of place within the Gulf Stream. Um, there are places in the world where droughts are a real problem, like Mexico City. They, 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 have, they experience really bad droughts to the point where it's really quite like you can, ha- you can go without you can go about running water for days and weeks on end in mm. Mexico, Mexico City, yeah. which is... Mm. Yeah. Um, and... Yeah, so... I understand that kind of side of it, um, but I, I, I'm kind of on the fence in the sense of I eat meat, the, cat, the animals already died, I know me just kind of eating the meat will just perpetuate um, what's already happening, but yeah, it's it's also one of those things where um, I think with uh, the the eating meat thing is a lot of people don't see it as a problem; they just see yeah. it as the way it's always been. Yeah, which is one of those things that will that will only change with um, okay generational thing. Yeah. Yeah. No. Yeah. It's just kind of like, if anything, like the um, problems that eating meat will uh, potentially create in terms of energy usage, water usage, and various other things. The only reason why we would um, we would. Kind of on a large scale, change it as if it became a real problem. Because the, yeah. the thing is, like global warming, it's not a real problem. So it we're is. not going to deal. It is a real problem. It's, it's just not very it, visible. It, no, no, yeah. When I when I say that, it's not a real problem. As in, it's not affecting yeah. everybody in a visible, yeah. tangible way. It's not like you walk outside and you are imminently, immediately aware of the effects of global warming. Yeah, and that's it's the issue. Thing. That's, climate and change that, is a thing. But that's, that, that, but that's the issue with because people confuse climate change for weather. And like, for example, uh, in Britain, we've had a really, a really hot, like mini heat wave that was really hot, like one of the hottest Aprils, some of the hottest April days on record. And now I've gone back down to some of the coldest April days on record, mm-hmm. which will actually average out the average temperature of the month so it's the average April yeah so um, 
like a lot of people confuse weather for climate. Uh, which is an issue because climate isn't very perceivable. It's one of those things that happens over a very long period of time. Yeah. And like you might be, I mean, the speed is happening. You might be able to notice, for example, in a lifetime. Yeah. You might be able to notice. It would be half a lifetime. But that's yeah. a hard thing for a lot of people to notice. Mm. It's the same way with like, um, this is a thing. Like, you know, the conflicts that are currently in the Middle East. Yeah. There's many conflicts around that kind of area. Now, for me, that's just how life has always been. Yeah. Because basically my entire life, or at least the my entire life that I've been aware of things, since I was a decently old age, you know, old enough that I was becoming aware of the wider world, somewhere into primary school kind of thing. Yeah. Since then, as, as far as I can remember, there's always been some kind of conflict in the Middle East. Now, that's not true of all of history. It's not true that for all of history, there has always been conflict in the Middle East. I mean, there's always been conflict somewhere. Anyway. That's just how yeah. humans work. But, so the idea for me of, oh, there's an escalation of conflict in the Middle East, that, that means nothing to me. <laughs> it's, it, for me, it's exactly the same as it's always been, because I have no reference from before this. Yeah. It's, it's one of those things where you, you just you're not aware of it because it's the way for you it's the way it's always been or it's yeah. so gradual that you don't notice yeah uh, do you want to move on to your topic now yeah so we've moved from vegetarianism to the Middle East the Middle East yeah great great segue um and hard for me to finish off finish off from that um so Again, in the spirit of the show, which I don't, which, which which you, I am very hurt that you don't uh, fully um, endorse. Our... I look as I said this last time, and I'll say it again. Look, if you don't prepare anything, then it will just be the two of us going um, ah, uh, um, uh, and that's not very interesting. Look, I I haven't prepared, but I haven't been umming and ahhing at all so far. So. That's because I came up with a good topic. Anyway. Yeah. So, I'm coming, I'm coming, yeah, shush. Um, so, I'm deliberately not making a noise which could be confused. With umming and ahhing. And um, ah and ah. Do you want to just go find something and I'll cut out all the No, 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 I've got, no, I've got, I've got one. See, I can work off. I don't need to edit anything. Yay. No. So. 13 Reasons Why. Oh, yes. Wonderful topic. Uh, well, not wonderful, but... Interesting. Because um, Catherine, Catherine Langford, who was who played Hannah in it, it, it was her birthday today. Oh. That's kind of how I kind of segued in, into Fair it. Away your MVP, so, uh, you and I have both watched 13 Reasons yes. Why. Um, I'll give a quick kind of synopsis for... I was going to say... Any spo- I assume we'll be doing spoilers. Are we, are we going to do spoilers? I assume. I mean, I, I don't know how we could discuss it publicly this without going into spoilers. I think it, it would be quite hard because yeah. there, there's a lot of stuff that comes in later in the... So, I guess spoiler warning for the episode. I don't know how long this will go, so I won't, I won't be able to say, like... Well, you can, can you put something in the description about, like, we are going to be talking spoilers for this time frame? I, mean, I could do that. That would require me actually like 
doing work. Yeah. And but I could, I could do that, yeah. I'll put a thing in the description saying the only reason why spoilers from around here till when we stop. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so spoilers, obviously. Anyone who is continuing to listen but hasn't watched, I guess, uh, Nate, do you want to give a synopsis for the people who don't really care? Uh, okay, so for the people who haven't seen, don't really care. Yeah, uh, even if the people have seen who have uh, gotten a bit. So basically, there is this girl called Hannah uh, for various reasons, or for 13 reasons. Mm-hmm. Uh, 13 reasons why she has um, committed suicide. Um, but prior to her committing suicide, um, she, oh, I didn't know, um, she recorded. Uh, the reasons um, on a tape deck and then then they were distributed out and each person who was a reason for her suicide um, would listen to all the tapes and then would have to pass it on to the next person. So there's there's an order of 13 people. Well, uh, well 12, 12 people, 13 reasons. Yeah, because you find out later that one person comes up twice. Mm-hmm. Um, that of why... Um, she decided to kill herself. Yeah. Um, and so they're they're in order. They're not they're not technically chronological because they do kind of jump. They actually. That being said, they're kind of chronological. They do kind of follow a narrative. Yeah, they do. Later on, they do kind of overlap a bit. Yeah, but but generally, you know, well, this well, the first um, tape is about um, what was his name? I want to say Jake, but I know that's not true. That's not Justin. Justin. Hey, I was yeah, about Justin, and he was, and in yeah, in the chronology, she had just moved mm-hmm. um, there. So, yeah, the chrono- it did follow the chronology um, mm-hmm. of well, roughly what was happening. So, yeah, it, yeah it's in terms of what. Um, well, you you would know because. Um, I, I started watching it quite a while before you started watching it. And I said, watch this, this is a good thing to watch. Really well done. And I didn't want to watch it because I'm not one for... Tra- not necessarily tragedy, but, like, sadness. Yeah. I, yeah. I, I empathise easily, and so I don't like yeah. watching things that will make me cry. Or, well, not yeah. make me cry, make me feel bad. That's one of the reasons why I don't really watch Black Mirror. Yeah. Because it's, it's really... It gets would... to me a lot. I would say there is there is one episode of Black Mirror you have to watch. Uh, which I have watched two episodes. I've I know watched, you haven't watched the one. Uh, I watched the Prime Minister one. Yeah, I think it's meant to be like one of the most standout ones. Yeah, it, it's very yeah, it's very. And cool. the fifteen million credits one. Yeah, I'd say watch the watch one called San Junipero. Yeah, I've heard about that. It's like a gaming it, thing. Oh no, it's not gaming thing. It's um, virtual reality yeah, kind of thing. That's the one. Although apparently, um, apparently, season four of Black Mirror is getting really bad or something. Well, I, I've only watched a couple of episodes from series four, but nonetheless, yeah, we're, getting, we're getting epic. shattered. Yeah, very sorry. So, yeah, well, sorry. Um, just just before we go go off that tangent, watch San Junipero. It would. I might. <laughs> no, 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 not might. You watch it tonight after um, we finish. And then yes. message me after you. I'm gonna be. I'm gonna be doing uh, editing after this. No, you're not. <laughs> anyway, uh, let's moving onwards. Uh, so the first one is about Justin Foley, who um, yeah. 
the, the, the reason, according to this, uh, so I basically just looked on Wikipedia, and each episode has like a synopsis and then also oh, okay, the cool. tape subject. So according actually, to that, that would be quite a good structure for us to actually go through. The tape oh. subject uh, is for Justin Foley for spreading the racy picture of Hannah along with a sexual rumor about their encounter. Basically, he sent a picture of her which could be construed in such a way um, that was is not very well. Not that it can be construed. It is a rather revealing picture. Mm-hmm. Although it wasn't like she intended it. She didn't intend for it to be revealing. Yeah, um, which is a very important distinction. The one thing here is it says that he spread the picture, which isn't entirely true, because if I remember correctly, it was what's his face. Is it Bryce? Bryce, that's the one who sent the picture. But I mean, he he was kind of telling. He was being like a bit with his mates, kind of like, oh look at. This and he, he, he spread, as I said, he spread a rumor that they had sex with Jim. Mm. Um, or at least Hannah says that he didn't. I don't know if Justin ever clarifies on that. No. Um, so the next tape is with uh, Jesse Davis for mistakenly blaming Hannah for her breakup. Yeah. Um, yeah I guess that. <laughs> Alex Standall for listing Hannah's ass. Uh, so yeah, Alex for yeah. having, like, basically degrading her and, like, Assessing her based upon like her physical attributes, which is just not right. Um, yeah. Uh, even though like he, he gives reasons for it, and he wasn't actually doing it to um, um, itemize her, but in, instead to piss off Jessica. Um, is <clears throat> very uh, tied down for being a stalker and taking a picture of yeah. Hannah and Courtney kissing, and then Courtney. Uh, the next tape for um, trying to cover up the fact that she was uh, a lesbian by saying it was only Hannah and that Courtney wasn't like a lesbian. Um, uh, Marcus Cole. um, Oh, he's a douche. Yeah, because he tried to... um, well, in Wikipedia, it just says for attempting to sexually assault her. Um, well, he, he, I don't. Well, yeah, he was. He was. He was. He was just trying to get with the girl because. Yeah, he. Yeah, he was just trying. He was using a kind of false, um, kind of. He believed so, that she would be easy. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I think he, I think he like verbatim quotes something like, um, "God, I thought you were easy," something mm. like that. Um, yeah. Which again, just problems with that entire statement. Um, yeah. Next tape: Zach Dempsey for stealing her positive notes in communications class and for revenge for her rejecting. Uh, and it's a revenge for him. So Zach is one of those characters that's actually really interesting because from Hannah's, well, actually, I guess we're it was Jack the poet guy. Zach, no, uh, Ryan. Oh, no, Zach, Zach, Zach. Zach. Yes. The, yes, I know Zach is. We yeah. can discuss him later because I, I do actually like him. Uh, Ryan is the poet. So she wrote a kind of very personal poem. Um, that had, it wasn't really intimate, but it was kind of, it was quite personal and private. Uh, yeah. And he put it on, like, his newspaper for the school or whatever uh, without her consent, and she felt betrayed because it's like, I, I would understand why. Mm. Um, uh, then tape nine is where we get it gets interesting because now uh, it's gone back to Justin. That's the thing, and it seems as Justin 
uh, for allowing Bryce to rape Jessica, who was Justin's girlfriend at the time. Uh, yeah. it, seemed, it seems as if that Hannah also blamed herself, which she was like in the room, in the closet, kind of not able to do anything, which is uh, Then Sherry, uh, cheerleader for abandoning Hannah after crashing her car into a stop sign, which ultimately caused the death of uh, Jeff, which is, makes me sad because Jeff is awesome. And you yeah. never, like, I never even realized Jeff was missing in all of the modern stuff until, yeah. like, uh, like that, he, so he just kind of assumed he was there somewhere. Because, like, because of the things that, because of the way Jeff is introduced, it's so slow and progressive. There's only little bits here and there. Yeah. To the point where you're just like, oh, he's just like a side character. Yeah. He he's not everywhere. You don't actually kind of realize how important he is. Then tape eleven. So, uh, so this is the one where it is this is, this is this is Clay. So Clay Jensen is the main character. Who's the one that we follow, Little Claws. This is where it gets to him. And so, in in the story, like the reason why is because like they nearly make out and have the sex. And yeah. Have the sex. Um, and uh, very slick way of um, kind of putting it. I'm very slick. Um, and <laughs> so they, uh, she uh, tells him to leave because of, like a bunch of other issues that are going on. Like basically, she's just not in the right mindset. And he listens to her. He like he leaves. Yeah. Like, because that's what he, that's what she told him to do. Yeah. And you can't fault him for that. He was, he was being a nice guy. Yeah. Um, and like, there's a whole thing about like she she says later in the episode that she doesn't blame him. Yeah, like she, she did. She, yeah, she he, even says that he's not one of the reasons. Yeah, he, um, yeah. He's just he had to be in here because she needed, like he, she wanted him to know. Yeah. Um, the next is tape twelve, which is all about how Bryce rapes Hannah. Mm, Bryce is a horrible person. Um. Mm-hmm. Then the last one, tape thirteen, which I believe in. It's the idea was actually that it was only going to be 12 tapes, but then she made the last one um, as like a, uh, a last-ditch attempt. She was she was going to reach out to one more person, and it was the school counsellor. Yeah. And she tries to kind of tell him about some stuff that happened. And, like, he doesn't really help, and, like, he doesn't really do anything. With other, but, like... Yeah. You like I remember there was a I was watching like a kind of commentary slash kind of behind the scenes a little thing where some yeah. of the actors and the directors were talking, and I think it even may have been the person who wrote the book in the first place. He says like you have to understand like yeah he, the school counselor doesn't really do anything, but at the same time like Hannah does not set him up in a way in which he can help. Yeah, she sets him up in a way which is really difficult for him to help. Yeah, but yeah. Um, anyway. So basically, the main character it, it's, it's quite hard to um, kind of like see it from his position because you, as the audience member, you are privileged to see everything which happens. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and yeah, it's just not really quite possible. Um, to yeah. So. Do that. Obviously, the the perspective is that this guy Clay Jensen, the main gets these tapes after Hannah has killed herself and he listens to all 13 of them. There are 13 episodes for each tape. Um, 
Mm-hmm. Um, and the the whole point is that he's meant to listen to them and then pass them on to number twelve, which is Bryce. And there is the other the the second best character in the series. Actually, I maybe mean, no, the best. I'd say the best character. Tony. 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 The epitome of a bro. Like in every, much, every yeah. version of the word, because he's a bro to um, uh, Clay, he's a bro to um, Hannah. He's like, the, I think there's a one point where, like, so he's one, he's the. So another thing about the tapes is that when they are released she, on the tapes, Hannah says that if you get rid of them or you don't listen to them or you decide to destroy them, the rest, all 13 of them, a copy of all 13, will go to the police. Yeah. And someone else is holding it. And you find out, like, literally the end of the first episode, or maybe the second episode, um, that he, Tony, he is, is the one guy. holding the other tapes. Which yeah. makes sense. And then, the, it's like, some, I think Clay asks him later, like, why why is he the one holding it? And I think he says he's, he's gay. And he says, like, he was the only person in that school that didn't think that the only important factor about her was her ass. Yeah. Kind of thing. It's interesting little thing about Tony, which is cool. Uh, but no, yeah, so what, what did you want to talk about? Now, we spent, like, what, five, ten well, minutes describing yeah, this series. Yeah, just kind of discussed it in general. And just yeah, kind and one of, thing, uh, as we were going through, obviously, we picked up on Zach. So this is an interesting thing. So in the um, in the version of what that happens according to Hannah, Zach is acting out of revenge or spite for her, for something that she did, I don't really remember, I think she just, um, so she refuses to go out with him, uh, which, and she kind of embarrasses him a little bit, um, so she, he steals, like, all of the, basically the class has this, oh, oh, write some notes for each other, yay, and basically in Hannah's box or whatever, there's always one little positive note, which I think it's... I don't know if it's outwardly stated or just alluded to that it was Clay writing all of the positive notes. Um, yeah. But uh, Zach like, steals them and gets rid of them. Um, and, like, it, it, you... It happens, and it's, it's one of those things where you don't really understand fully from his side of things why. You can kind of get that maybe he's just a bit angry, or he's a bit... Um, he's actually yeah. got a p- petty revenge, yeah. Really, um, but the interesting thing is that I think she ends up the way she like finds out who it is. She leaves like a little note um, tied to the inside of a bag, and then kind of it ends up going to the person like to Zach because he's stealing all of it or whatever. Um, and then in Hannah's like portrayal of what happened. He like crumples up the note and throws it, throws it on the floor as he walks away. Yeah. But at the end of the episode, Zach shows Clay the note. Yeah. And it's one of those things where you have to understand, like, is her version it, it, of things believe true? true? It's very, very interesting the way that's portrayed, which is really cool. Because I think Tony says it at one point where he says... Like, um, Clay says something about, like, this isn't what happened, this isn't true. And Tony says, well, it's true, this is her truth. This is what, this is what is true for her. Yeah. Which is really interesting. Anyway, so, was there anything else you wanted to bring up? That was the one thing I found cool. Uh, Yeah, that was kind of, yeah, and just kind of, in general, like, 
the thing because I remember when I was watching, I recommended you watch it. Mm. You then watched it, and even though I'd been watching it for a couple of months before you, you ended up finishing before I finished because mm-hmm. I I was really struggling. Yeah. To watch it because I like you um, again, as I've said in previous episodes, I I am very character. I focus on character driven stuff, and I really simple characters and something like 13 Reasons Why was very hard to watch um, for me uh, kind of just through the general dynamic of it mm. and um, yeah it for me the hardest thing was it was so preventable yeah there were so many steps where someone could have said one thing differently and yeah. all just thrown out. Like, so I think I think even Hannah says that like if Clay had not left, if he'd stayed as she, she had wanted him to, but hadn't said to, yeah, like everything else would have just not happened. Everything yeah. else would have been perfectly like they would have lived long. They probably would have got married. They would have been perfectly happy together. Like there are so many things that happened that that just could have been yeah. stopped. Yeah. And I think the thing which was really hard for me and Clay Mm. uh, was that with Clay, he didn't... Like, if I was in his shoes, kind of from my privileged position Mm. and kind of the way I wanted to have acted, I wouldn't have acted in that way at all. But you... But I, but I, but I, yeah. But I also feel like actually, if I was in Clay, if my perspective was Clay's perspective, I'd actually probably do exactly the same as him, which really frustrates me because I'd really want to not do. Hmm. So that's the thing with me. I think I'm probably very similar in the aspect that I probably would have done exactly the same as what Clay had done. Yeah. I would. I would have probably done nearly almost exactly the same things that he did. Yeah. Which is one of the reasons why I absolutely love the character because I can sympathise, empathise, and fully put myself in his shoes. And yeah, yeah, I get angry at him for making stupid decisions and doing the things that are just not the right thing. But I can completely understand why he did them and could easily see myself doing it. Yeah, and I've got I've just done a quick check of um, the IMDb rating for each episode. It's actually quite interesting that um, it kind of just deteriorates throughout the whole series. So the highest rated episode was the first episode, mm. and that, so and that was a nine point two, and it then just steadily progresses down to an eight by the last episode, which I think is quite interesting. Mm. Don't know if there's some kind of anything you can read into that. Yeah, I don't know. But I think that. Personally, for me, some of the better episodes are kind of in the middle. Um, uh, even yeah. maybe towards the end as well. But I think... Mm, I don't know. I think for me... My, I don't know. I think one of my favourite episodes had to be probably the Clay one. Yeah. Because you get to see him like really come into like full conflict of what's happened. That tape free side B. No, that's the clip. That's episode eleven. So it's something like that. Okay. 
So were there two? Oh yeah, yeah, of course, yeah. Yeah. So please continue. Yeah, so I think it's actually quite interesting because there's been, supposedly, according to IMDb, there's a second series in the pipeline. Yeah, I did see something about that. But like, about, is it just going to be a similar... Well, in terms of um, cast summary, supposedly there are actors who are going to be in um, over 14 episodes, which would mean they would have to have been in both series. Mm. And, like, you don't... Like, I don't recognise a Nina or Morales so, character. Uh, the one thing I was thinking with this series is, like, I think you said that they might be doing something, like, with Alex, um, following his yeah. story afterwards, which kind of makes sense. Yeah, but they're not... So, well, in terms of the cast summary of the people who are the only two which are from the first series who I can recognise are Courtney and Mr. Davis. So, Courtney and the uh, counsellor are the only two who progress on. Um, According to the IMDb. So I'm looking at something here. Um... Again, we are very prepared, and we are definitely right. <laughs> yeah, it doesn't seem to... They haven't given any kind of ideas about what the plot's going to be. I guess, yeah, that's a fairly decent way of doing it. Anyway, it'll be, quite, wanna... it'll be quite interesting, So it would be quite interesting if Courtney and the council are the only ones who kind of go across both seasons. Anyway, do you want to do, do um, the, the sponsors for this week? Sponsors for this week. This what's, week, what's bringing us from your side, Nate? Bringing us from my side mm-hmm. is procrastinating against work that I really should be doing, and actually, I'm very excited and being excited for, to watch a really bad Sean Connery movie. You know what, Nate? I feel like this week, this is for the first time ever, we're actually going to double up on our reasons. I, I was. I am You're supported also by procrastination as well. Hey. Double scooping of procrastination. Oh yes, procrastination. Um, so, um, so I think we, we're going to do some questions now. So I'm going to ask you one question. You're going to ask me one question. Is that what we're doing? Uh, yes. Okay. So yeah. my question for you is: Do you think genetic engineering is good, or can be used for good? Oh, that's very interesting. Actually, no, that's a, that's a bad question. Do you think? Genetic en- do you think the pros of genetic engineering outweigh the cons? Okay. Um, am I just looking at pros and cons? Well, how... So... I'm going to say genetic engineering. I mean the full spectrum, like designer babies, um, and that kind of... All the way up to that, all the way down to, like, just breeding plants together to get better plants. Yeah. I'd say there's definitely pros and cons on both sides. Uh, and in terms of the pros outweighing the cons, um, in yeah, it's again you've got a really good question, which is really actually quite hard for me to answer. Mm-hmm. Um, so in terms of the pros, obviously it would be kind of plants and kind of uh, any kind of agricultural stuff. Um, which produce 
bigger yields. And we have kind of bioselective breeding. We've kind of already been doing it, but just not on a specific genetic level. So we have yeah. been manipulating the genetics through bioselective. When I was studying um, genetics at A-level, um, one of the main things that came up is the fact that we, like, we've been doing genetic engineering for a very long time. We just didn't yeah. call it that. We called it breeding. Yeah. So, yeah. So I would say genetic because it's a slippery slope if you if you do genetic engineering on humans it's a very slippery slope towards gen, eugenics and stuff like that and you, mm. design of babies and that kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. you end up with a race of superpowered like the, the the smartest the strongest, the most athletic, the no lacking no physical defects. Yeah. And maybe your parents want you to be blonde and maybe blonde becomes a fashion and so yeah. everyone is blonde. Everyone is blue eyed. Everyone is of um, tanned skin. Everyone is they, like you can pick any physical attribute and put it along any slide or whatever. And yeah. but that's the thing, it could be anything. Yeah. So I, I actually had um, a couple of years ago I had an interesting kind of thought for a created world um, and it was kind of a world maybe a little bit more advanced than our own where um, there was slavery to an extent in the sense of kind of in, in a kind of sporting arena, arena and kind of how the most successful sportsmen were kind of force bred together to create even more mm. even more athletic kin and progeny um, to then go forward and like teams had you you would be kind of bought, bought by a sports team very young yeah um, and kind of kind of like in that kind of sense I don't think I've explained it in the best way mm, I get what you mean yeah um that kind of kind of sporting eugenics in that sense, um, and I, I would say, obviously, the big pro for genetic engineering in people is to get rid of genetic diseases, which are yes, horrible, horrible things. I've heard of like the, you can claim the moral argument of we shouldn't play God, we shouldn't yeah. like do this kind of thing. I mean, even if you're not religious, there are still some people who are atheists who would sometimes feel they don't feel it's right to go messing around in people's genes because yeah. of the problems it could cause. Yeah. Um, but then you can also counter that with maybe it's more moral to... It, it's less It's less moral. It's more wrong to not prevent diseases that could prevent things like Huntington's, Parkinson's, yeah. like genetic diseases which can be prevented and that True. kind of thing. Like if, if you could stop that and never, you could force a child to never have those kind of issues. Why yeah. Which is, yeah, it's interesting. Yeah, it, is, it is a massive kind of, on one side, yeah, one side there's some stuff that's really good about kind of genetic engineering and potentially using people, but then there's also a very big, so, downside and opposite argument for it. So, so let's just summarize this. If you, if you had to right now, and it's your vote, and you say yes or no, and 
changes the rest of it. Do you think we should be allowed to genetic engineer, or we just not even that it should be illegal, that it should, won't ever happen? If you could say that it will never happen, or if it will, which would you go? That's very hard. You have to make a decision. I can't, I'm not going to let you sit on the fence. Will you say yes and say it's fine, or will you say no and say that it's it will never be allowed? It's um, it, it, it will be banned, and all the all the like science and technology around it will be destroyed and never be able to be made again. This is obviously um, a very dumb hypothetical. It's a, yeah. I'm gonna say yes. Okay. Yeah, that's cool. Um, kind of purely for the. Just as a thing, I probably would agree with you. Yeah. Uh, yeah, and kind of purely for the kind of sense of, um, well, at least I hope that we won't go too far down the line, and it would potentially any kind of genetic engineering would be kept to kind of preventing like genetic diseases and other stuff so it doesn't go too far the wrong way yeah, um, yeah you, if, if thrown to the to the last to, what am I thinking, if it comes down to the cards the last minute decision you will say yes we keep it you think yes. the pros in the end will outweigh the cons yes um, but yeah it would just kind of it must be tempered with wisdom it must be tempered with wisdom and it can't be like freely available. Mm-hmm. So it's more of a thing that is only for specific cases. Yeah. Alright, uh, do you want to hand me your question now? What, what are you going to ask me? What am I going to ask you? Well, the question is, what am I not going to ask you? Did I throw you off by asking you a very deep no, it's, questions such as genetic engineering. No, no, it's fine. I'm going to ask you um, a very deep philosophical question. Um, also, maybe a bit of a theological one as well. Um, so, so something to get you really excited for watching Vikings. Mm-hmm. It's a oh, really good... I'm on like episode... I'm about halfway through episode three, season two now. Okay, very I'm good. I'm skipping to be talking about, man. Yeah, it, it's, it's weird. It's not as far forward as I thought it would be, but it's no, it, no, it get it gets even bigger. <laughs> oh, don't say that. Um, but so in in the later series, there is a very good um, kind of theological discussion between two characters, mm-hmm. um, and I'm gonna kind of allude to that a little bit by kind of saying. If God or gods or whatever kind of deity divinity. is divinity um, is real, what's the point of it? And if it isn't real, is there no point? Like kind of. Okay, so if there is a god or if there are gods, what is the point of life? Do, yeah, do, do we? Yeah, do we? Do we need God to create meaning? Is there meaning without God? Mm-hmm. Like. And or if there isn't God, is there meaning inherently? Yeah. So. So I'm obviously we're both Christians, so I yep. believe there is a God, and that that God is one of the reasons, or begins the reason for why humans exist, kind of thing. Um, but so I think I'm probably going to go for more sort of the question of if there wasn't a God. So if there wasn't a God, 
I would say there probably isn't an intrinsic reason for the universe. If I was to fall into the atheism camp and say, okay, there's no God, there's no reason for the universe, there's no higher power, I yeah, I would definitely fall into the nihilism and say there's no reason to the universe and we are all just hit by accident. Yeah. If I had to abandon God. Yeah. I think there's no inherent reason to the universe behind divinity. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um... Does that answer your question? Right, and kind of... Yes, I think it does. Okay, fair enough. Right, let's, um, let's, do you want to move on to the Reveron thing, or is there anything else you wanted yeah. to ask me? Um, no. Okay. okay. Uh, so, this week, we're going to be talking about Reveron, this setting that we're coming up for, or you're making up for your continent and in my D&D world strange distinction but there it is and we're going to be coming up with the the central tension of this continent yeah. so if I remember correctly it wasn't uh, from the like modern modern in quotation marks uh, modern <laughs> is basically whenever the first characters turn up on yeah. Valoran um, the, is it what 20 years since King Pseudo Arthur has turned up yeah, I'm not sure because I need to work out where that, okay. where he best fits in with the kind of Darkenstone lineage, mm-hmm. and then, yeah, yeah. and then through kind of what is best to happen. Yeah, yeah. But, okay, so I was just, I literally just pulled up the map where you've drawn on all the borders. Yeah, um, I'm not actually quite sure where is that. Uh, it's in Dropbox. I don't know where it is in your Dropbox, but I was able to find it in mine. Um, uh, one here thing, we go. Just looking at the map, right? So you've got Mercia kind of in the middle. Yeah. And you know there's that like desert in the middle of Mercia? That strange, unnatural desert. Is that in Mercia? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Come on. It's just north of the forest. So I know we said that that desert is possibly something like there was a war there and some yeah. magic was unleashed and that's destroyed everything. Yes, I, I see now. Why don't we say that perhaps, like, a year ago, half a year ago, or more or less, the capital city of Mercia, the seat of the kingdom of Mercia, or the yeah. earldom, or the yaldom, or whatever you want to call it, yeah. um, there was a magical explosion, there, con- there was a civil war, there was conquest, whatever, there was a succession crisis, and there was a massive explosion. In the center of that desert is where seat of the GP used to be. Yeah. So something happened in that burp, and now, because of that, Mercia is now falling and fracturing into many, many different, like, smaller uh, regions, all fighting and, like, succession crisis. Yeah. And all of the other kingdoms around the sides are, like, making alliances, giving people, kind of, some people support, other people kind of destroy it, uh, fighting against, and the whole, like, northern human kingdoms are, like, converging on upon each other, all yeah. trying to um, establish that them and those they support and are allied with will come over on top of Mercia. Because Mercia yeah. is, is in the centre, it's the biggest human kingdom, yeah. and it's possibly one of the most fertile, and so yes, whoever controls that gets inherent control in a lot of other places, has a lot more power. Mm-hmm. 
There is a lot of power. There's a sense of tradition I was thinking of is this idea of like a succession crisis of all of the human nations, and probably like the elves and the dwarves and the the two uh, the two city states are probably also involved. Yeah, so. I think part part of the thing is also kind of if we are going to do the um, the colden kind of art from the CDs. Um, what would be kind of best to do for that? When is that? Because that would have a massive ramifications on everything else that happens. So, yeah, I was thinking, I mean, if we're going to be porting in Coded, do we want the 200 storyline to have maybe, maybe the, uh, yeah, so obviously in the old version, the Colden and Liberos fight, the final battle was yeah. on top of the White Gold Tower in the Imperial City. Yeah. Right? Maybe that yeah. battle has now just happened, and it happened in the capital of Mercia. Yeah. And so these are the ramifications of this battle. So you yeah. know, Libero does that whole crazy destroy, like kills Colden in the dumbest way possible. Um, yeah. <laughs> sacrifices himself and creates this really huge black-green soul gem pillar thing. Yeah. That is now just kind of like a nuclear kind of wasteland. Yeah, in... maybe, maybe that desert is... Maybe it's been a year since that happened. Um, and so the, the desert around it, there was the immediate damage. And since then, the desert had become more... Maybe it is actually slightly spreading. Maybe it spread really quickly and then started to slow down. And it's, it's slowed, it... but it's still kind of gradually so... progressing. Yeah. I think it would be also quite interesting if you do kind of play the fact that there's a kind of weird magical energy mm. with, with the desert and people get sick. If, you, if you're if you on the periphery, even if you're not, even if like the plant life and the vegetation hasn't started dying yet, like people get sick within, with being, within being a few miles of the start of the mm. desert. Yeah. Definitely. Quite, um, so the central tension is basically the, the, the fallout fallout both radiation <laughs> puns whatever hey. um, but you know what I mean like it's it's the the consequences and the ramifications of liberal and Colden's battle and like the final battle mm-hmm. that final like uh, glorious conquest against it that's really cool but that does mean that the elves I mean we probably have to rewrite things but uh, it assumes that the elves have probably been fighting human things in the beginning but uh, we'll have to port things a bit better than that yeah cause some, yeah cause... Because it, in terms, if you're looking at the map at the moment, the like just kind of exist everywhere, don't they? they no, no, they they're, all, they're pretty much all in the south. Oh, right, yeah. But that unfortunately, with how the map has been created, there's a real good natural border between the north and the south. Gotta love that forest. Which, which kind I of imagine makes... that that forest is slowly having more and more of it cut down every day. Oh yeah. Further and further south, the forest is being cut. It's going to take a while, but it's getting there. And there's, oh, there's probably like massive, there's wars and like skirmishes between uh, the southern Rift Kingdoms. So that's Bretelin, Brenvard, Fossiland, Stamkirk, I don't remember Stam- I believe Stamkirk. No, Stamkirk and it's Valdemfell. Valdemfell and slight, a bit of Mercia, and also Gotheland, who are all kind of moving further south into the forest. There's yeah. massive border skirmishes with the Wood Elves. Yeah. That's cool. So the central tension is obviously this collapse of Mercia, but there's also these like border skirmishes of like 
civilization embodied in the human races and then the yeah. wilds by the wood elves. Yeah. Kind of chaos and order smashing into each and, other. And then I think potentially if you have also the civilized elven races of the south actually kind of using the using the wood elves kind of like in as proxy. Mm. Um, it seems like a thing they very much would do. Um, but actually, it'd be quite interesting because I know Olivieron and Faunon, which are the um, should we, eastern should we islands. Drop a picture of this somewhere for our please. To... Yeah, please do. I will find a way to uh, put it somewhere. I'll just drop the PowerPoint document somewhere. Um, just as a thing, for those, if you do get to see this, the white bit at the top—that's the south. That's the South Pole. It's the North. It's, it's the, the South north. Pole. It's the North. It's the South Pole. If I talk about anything, it's the North. If I talk about anything, it's about the South. Actually, no, I just talked about the Arctic. I'm so confused. No, but you just... No, no, I just... Okay. To the elves in the South. Yeah, sure. Okay. Okay, so... So, 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 dear listeners, it is the South Pole of the world... But in terms of how the map is created, yes. it is a north for this continent. Yes. Because when I was drawing the map, I put the ice at the top. Well, I say drawing the map. We randomly created the map, and then I just put a bunch of ice at the top. Yeah. And then I didn't save the map, and now we just had a picture that can never be changed. No. So we have stuck with this landmass. Yeah, because of all that, that convenient um, islands on the edge of the map, which just have lost quite a lot of their land. Yeah, I just kind of... Yeah. Anyway, uh, yeah, I think we've established a fairly good... Well, we've got maybe like two cycle tensions kind of going on. The inward collapse of the human kingdoms and then the order and chaos of the human cells. And there's probably some... I don't actually know what's going on in those three islands at the bottom, but I mean, we can probably figure that out later. I think they are... They're definitely elvenish. 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 Because um, that, that was one of my things. Um, so we got Fa- is it Faunorm on the side, the su- the south, the southern eastern, yeah, on south of Oliveron. Kind of, especially with both um, islands. How how are they kind of with the Elven races? Because I assume they would be the only like. So where where is the where are the um, the two cities the two city states? They are something else or whatever it's called. One is in Breton and the other is in Olivieron. That that little separation there. Cool, cool. Um, Yeah. All right. Uh, That's. I feel like we've got this central tension down. Dear listeners, if you if you do decide, or if you if you decide, if you do have any ideas for any central tensions that we could do, if you don't look at the map, or if you do look at the map, it's up to you, of course. Please do. Send a carrier pigeon, or if you find it more convenient, send us a message on iTunes or I think SoundCloud. I, don't know, SoundCloud. I assume SoundCloud has a oh. comment system. I don't know. That's it. Yeah. I, I, it does. I didn't know it existed before you put it on it. <laughs> All right. Well, I feel like that's our centre attention. Should I? Oh, should I do reading for today? Because you, you do reading because I do not know where my bibble is. My bibble is close to me. Trying to read every day. Um, oh, you know Bible Project YouTube Yop Tubs. Sorry. You know the Bible Project Yop Tubs, James. Yeah. Yeah. So they've got a Bible in a year thing that I've been going through, which is quite oh, okay. Cool. Very good. Videos. Oh, 
that, dear listeners, may or may not understand what that is. But anyway, moving on. Uh, I can't... I'll just use the one that I used in the episode that didn't air. Um, Psalm 42, verse 5. Why, my soul, are you downcast? Why so disturbed within me? Put your hope in God, for I will yet praise him, my saviour and my God. And that's the end of this episode. Say goodbye, Nate. And I get the hallelujah. Hallelujah.